It's been way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by. Hey guys! Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. We have a an epic week, epic episode coming up. It's going to be top five childhood movies, which could go so many ways. We'll get into our methodologies in a moment, and we'll introduce our guests very shortly. But first, we're going to do our spotlight really quickly. We watched this week Bad Trip, which is the Eric Andre film on netflix now mike i'm just gonna lead off and think i i thought it was a total piece of shit and i wasted an hour and a half of my life that's oh well i mean that's a hot take what, what can i really say there that's you're coming in <laughs> strong i don't like your energy it's, it's a little <laughs> bit harsh for me but yeah, i i wasn't blown away by it but honestly i thought it was solid however i'll say up front that i'm like a total sucker for hidden camera stuff i've just always thought it was hilarious and while this wasn't like I wasn't on the ground, like rolling over laughing, I still enjoyed it. And I wouldn't say that I wasted my hour and a half. Let's let's say that. I do love hitting camera stuff like Jackass. I mean, not that it always was hitting camera, but like Jackass is one of my favorite shows, movies, the series of all time. But I don't know, man. I, I But with that said, I didn't really like like. What did they do? Bad Grant. What did Knoxville do? Bad Grandpa, which yeah, I think yeah, was yeah. partly hitting camera. I don't know. This stuff where it's like partly hitting camera, part narrative does not do it for me. I just think it's so dumb and it just does. It does not connect with me at all. And I thought this was just over the top silliness, like physical comedy doesn't really also do it for me again, unless it's like something like a jackass. Do you like Eric Andre show? Uh, I'm not a big fan. I think it's all right. Okay. That probably didn't help me out. I will also add that I started watching this with my wife and after 30 minutes, she just left. She was just <laughs> like, she wasn't having it. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was solid. Not, not amazing, but, but I did enjoy it. And I think it's like, what is it? Like 87 minutes or something. So I could, yeah, I could put up with anything for that long. Look, if you can if you can get into some a film that sort of has a narrative to it, but it's with all the reactions are like hitting camera stuff, then you might enjoy it. Check it out. I feel bad for being so harsh. Just usually, I don't know. Sometimes you have to be harsh when you don't like something. I didn't like it. So hey, you got to speak the truth, man. Yeah, I thought Bad Trip was bad. So if you wow. <laughs> killing it, so. Look, check it out if you're feeling it. That's a spotlight. Let's get to why we're really here. Top five childhood movies. We have one of our most beloved guests returning right now. The one and only Alexandra Curran. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Is it beloved or beloved? Or maybe I'm confused. (laughs) I think it's all good. I think it's all good. (laughs) 
Whichever one you want. We're trying I really, to say that I we love you. I really, I hoped when you said that word. I was like, wait, that sounded weird, but maybe it's right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, so for everyone uh, listening, it's actually funny today because I'm, I'm not recording this from home. Alex and I live together, so this is a rare time where we're looking at each other right now over the computer and we're not in the same room. <laughs> Anywho, top five childhood movies. This, this was a topic guys. I, I think maybe the hardest one for me that I've done in the, in the podcast yet. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I finished my list probably like two minutes before we started <laughs> because well, it was we know hard Justin, to choose. He still hasn't finished. Yeah. I still haven't finished. <laughs> he's, still, he's uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Typing away. Yeah, and I guess to give some qualifications to this, we we're saying these are our favorite movies from when we were kids, age roughly capped as like say twelve years old. It's like a preteen childhood things that we loved. Yes, and yes. I'm like a year. Like, when did you turn twelve? What year? Well, we were born in eighty nine. Okay, you were born so in ninety. 90. So you know that whole that year can like change a lot. So. Yeah, <laughs> some of my movies pro- probably will be a little bit different, but all I can say is going through all the movies that came out at around this general time frame, like the mid '90s, are an ultimate treasure trove of just kids flicks. I can't believe the amount of these movies that came out between like. I think it's something like 92 and 96. It's just insane. I have over 30 films on my total list that I had to whittle down to five. Yeah. Extended honorable section today. It's going to be long. We're going to give you lots of nostalgia titles. Even yesterday I was talking to my mom and she was helping me a little bit. I didn't tell her what my top five are going to be because she's like one of your avid listeners. So shout out mom. (laughs) Hi, mom. Um, Shout out Vicky. (laughs) have to say hi but um yeah she kept throwing them at me and my number one is actually in honor of her because there's a there's a big story with it that people might think i'm like the devil child after but but oh boy it's a good story and i cannot wait what a tease so what what a way to hook people till the end (laughs) No, Good gotta Lord. wait for number one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you guys did you guys have any sort of methodology in how you ranked yours? Like, are yours in like how good you think the films are, or like how nostalgic they are? How obsessed you were with them when you were a kid? Did you what did you come up with? I think it's a mixture for me. I definitely think nostalgia was one thing I like focused on, but then. Then, yeah, just like a movie that I watched over and over again. Yeah, I think I'm similar to you. I definitely chose the films. I put them in an order to how important they are to me. So which one I hold is both the most important and and my favorite. I think I did something like maybe most times I watched it when I was a kid or something roughly like that. That's but fair. It's, it's definitely a mixture. But are you looking at your list and like second guessing a little bit on some of them? Like, oh, should I have done that one? Because I have a list of like 40 movies in front of me <laughs> to share. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm literally looking Dang at it. like, 
I'm looking at like seven right now that I'm just like, should these be my number five and four? Should these be my number five and four? Oh, you know, I think as some listeners have pointed out, especially after our Pixar episode, the fact that I have a childhood is still up for debate. So I predictably have a very small list and I'm like not that concerned about it, but I'm glad that you guys do. This is killing me. I don't even, I can't even start this list because it is just, this feels wrong. Who's going first today? You, you're going first today. Alex will go second and I'll go third. Ooh. Well, that gives you some time. It does. I am, I'm struggling, my friend. I don't trust that your list is done until you've given number one, honestly. I I never think you're done with your list, so it it doesn't matter. Um, Okay, my number five. I told you it'd be a bit of a shocker. It's from 1963. Oh, my gosh. This is only Mike. Only Mike. Honestly, even I can't explain this one. This is Jason and the Argonauts. I have no idea why I had this on VHS. I have no idea who bought this for me when I was a small child. It is like a recreation of like a Greek epic poem, I guess would be the right term for it, about this guy and he has to go on this adventure and he finds a golden fleece and something about like restoring his kingdom or something. I I watched it, but like, I don't know, some, 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 something. It's uh, you know, it's like a sword and sandal, like epic Greek adventure thing. Also, Honor Blackman is in it, who plays Pussy Galore. So, big shout out to our Bond episode, which hopefully <laughs> you listened to. And and I honestly have no idea why I liked this, but then I watched it, and I still think it's pretty good. It's just not something that I would ever go for like today. It's very like fantasy. It is. It's kind of cool what they do. Like some of it was they had um. Uh, Ray Harryhausen do the stop motion animation. He's like extremely famous for doing that. Uh, Bernard Herrmann did the score, who did obviously like a bunch of Hitchcock scores, Citizen Kane, Taxi Driver. So it's it's actually like a pretty well respected film. It's just I have no idea how I was connected to this when I was a kid, but it's still pretty solid. You kill me. You kill me. <laughs> I know. Of course, comes out of the gates with what nineteen sixty eight. 63. So, okay, 63. Yeah, sounds like sounds like a good one. Never seen it, but I'll be sure to put that on my list. Oozing sarcasm. <laughs> At the 1992 Academy Awards, here we go. Tom Hanks said, quote, Some people say Casablanca or Citizen Kane. I say Jason and the Argonauts is the greatest film ever made. How's that for a okay. quote from okay. Tom Hanks? All right, you got Hanks okay. on your side? Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I've got for you. And it is Alex. Uh, She's okay. still working on her list over there. I can see. <laughs> you can see. No, I was just organizing. So when I do list off my lots of movies, they're categorized by year to make oh, it easier wow. for everyone to jot it down so they can watch them um, because they're going to want to watch them. <laughs> but so my number five and... Spoiler alert, I am t- sh- saying two. They kind of go hand in hand. So I'm allowing myself to say these two movies because I could not choose. And considering I'm such a dog lover, that's totally fine. So my number five, the first one is Air Bud um, from 1997. And I'm sure we all know this movie. It's the best movie ever. If, if you love dogs, you love this movie. 
me, I am a golden retriever lover. I have a golden retriever, so it just it pulls on the heartstrings. And have you both seen it? Of course. Yeah. Wait, can I ask a stupid question? The, yeah. Which sport is the original Airbus? Basketball. Okay. I feel yeah. like I've seen that one and maybe like the football one as well. Yeah. And then they're, they Golden ended up receiver. coming out with like, yeah, space buddies, like all different ones. But World Pup. I think there's yeah, a, a soccer like, one. <laughs> exactly. But the original is the best in my opinion. Right. And it's just such a sweet movie. And it, like there is a part in it when the little boy, you know, says for his dog to leave and he says, stay here. And he gets on the ferry and leaves Oof. the dog. And that just like breaks my soul. It's so sad. But then obviously in the end, they're reunited. And then he has to choose, the dog has to choose between the boy that he creates a relationship with or the evil guy, which funnily enough, his name is Norm in the movie, which is my dog's name. Or our dog's name. So, yeah, it's just, it's the best movie ever. Gotta watch it. That's that's a very solid pick. I know. Very solid. So your second one's Homeward Bound? No, it's Beethoven. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, that's good too. But how could it not be Homeward Bound? That's not even on my, like, I don't, come on. Beethoven and, like, St. Bernard, so cute. Great, funny movie, like, and Beethoven 2 and 3 are also great. Um, but yeah, those two movies. And there's so many people in Beethoven. Like, so many famous folks in there. And yeah, they're just the best movies. I love them. All about the dogs. Go see them if you haven't. I love it. I love it. I love it. Definitely expected some dog movie on there from the dog lover herself. I know. And Beethoven was done in 92. I thought it came out like we were older. I was like, I you were like, two. oh, I'm two years old. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> David Duchovny's in Beethoven and Stanley yeah. Tucci. Yes, what? and Oliver Platt and Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. Oh my god, great stacked cast. And in, in number two, um, Debbie is it Mazar? I love her, and she's in number oh, yeah. two. Oh yeah, gosh. Um, but yeah, great she's movie. Good fellas. Such a great oh, movie. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, okay. I hadn't thought about those movies in a while, but great, great picks. She cheats number five. She gives us two. We're going to allow it. Double dose of dogs. All right. Number five. I'm going with the 1996 classic Space Jam. Wow. Nice. I mean, that's how can you beat that, really? Had to include this one. The VHS was played so many times at my house. I mean, you had Michael Jordan, who, I mean, who, who's, who didn't consider him their favorite athlete as a kid growing up in the 90s. You had Bill Murray, and you had the Looney Tunes. I mean, for me, it just doesn't get any better. I was a huge Looney Tunes fan. I was an even bigger MJ fan. And I didn't even fully understand the legend of Bill Murray at that time. So... There really just is nothing for me not to love about this film. I And I think it's silly that they're redoing it with LeBron, but I'm going to see it. And you know what? The, the trailer looked better than I was expecting. So I'm into it. And I, I also just love that in this movie about basketball, golf is a part of the plot as well because I love me some golf. So Definitely one of the best opening credit scenes in film history. Oh my God, so good. And a great soundtrack. So 
incredible oh. soundtrack. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Incredible. <laughs> and of course, just some great other players in there. You got Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. It's it's so great. But yeah, that's number five. Very solid pick. Woo. Okay, my number four. Definitely more conventional, but I've totally, I've totally run the gamut on this film where I spent like my childhood thinking it was the most famous film of all time, then <laughs> found out nobody ever saw it. And then researching it this week, it seems like maybe it was like a cult film for a lot of other people as well. So this is 1992's Three Ninjas. Hmm. I don't think I've seen that. Directed by John Turtletop. Uh, obviously directed Cool Runnings, which town, I know you thought that's where I was going. Uh, I obviously, you know, responsible for Jericho, greatest show of all time. Oh, my God. Besides Victor Wong, who we've spoken out, I think, once or twice already on this podcast, it's almost entirely made with non-actors. Uh, and even, like, this is the, the only writing credits and re- only producing credits for most of the people on the film. So it's basically John Turtletop and no one you would ever know. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And the plot of the film is about these three kids who like they spend the summer with their grandpa who like teaches them martial arts and then they end up having to use said martial arts to like save the day. It's it's pretty standard, except it's also outrageous at the same time. And there's like a whole Home Alone thing where people are coming to like rob them and they have to defend the house and they just rip off Home Alone, but with ninja stuff. But yeah, this film is it's this I don't know, like with this movie, I always I thought it was great. And I think it's because like watching it again, it's bizarrely similar to my own life in the sense that like I was very close with my grandpa. I have two other brothers and no sisters. I'm the youngest. The youngest kid in this movie is named Michael. He's also like known for being like the fat one, which is hilarious. And like I've always just loved like martial arts films. So this is just it's like it's just a bizarrely like personal movie in a sense. Rewatched it this week. It's absolutely insane. It's not very good, but I still loved it in every way. Like all of the things that I just glossed over as a kid that make no sense today, I was still able to do that. Um, it has a great 90s basketball scene, like every film we've talked about so far. Uh, it's 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 just a great time if you're a kid. I'm going to watch it still. It sounds like something I'd be interested in. I hope that you have a good time with it. It's... <laughs> It's actually a little bit better than I'm giving credit for, but like I also was laughing at how stupid I was when I was a kid. Well, it's like everything does look so stupid, right? Yeah. When you're an adult looking at it, you're like, oh my gosh. These kids like sneak onto some sort of warship and people are like chasing them with swords and they're like beating the shit out of like adults with swords that inexplicably are trying to kill them. It's, it's totally crazy. Jesus Christ. Definitely worth a watch, though. I like the Home yeah. Alone aspect of it. That is, like, oh yeah, that the Home Alone part is great. Me into it. I was like, okay. Except instead of Joe Pesci, they have like three surfer stoner people who are like totally <laughs> incapable of causing the damage. So it's it's pretty solid. <laughs> Put it. I, I wrote it down on a post-it. Honestly, I take back what I said about it. Everybody should see this film. Maybe it's just great. <laughs> exactly. Look, I'm pumping it up for you. It's a great movie. <laughs> Everyone watch. Alex watches it later tonight and she's like, oh, I should not have <laughs> done that. Take that back. It's so funny going back to my mom for a second because she was like, oh, I wonder what Justin and Mike are going to pick. And I was like, oh, probably sports and like Power Ranger like movies. 
so far so good you know sports power <laughs> ranger like <laughs> oh that power rangers boys. movie though was epic that one with like the ooze or whatever that that was a great oh, oh yeah. yeah cool my number four is 1997's george of the jungle Ooh. Love this movie. Uh, Brendan Fraser and Leslie Mann. Love them. Just, uh, I cannot get enough of this movie. And I love the soundtrack. Dela by Johnny Clegg. I play that all the time. It's the best song when they're dancing around the fire. It's like, I've been waiting for you all my life. Such a good song. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't watched this movie, that's just a crime. You should watch it if you haven't and it's just brendan fraser is basically a baby that a plane crashes and his parents die and he's left he survives the crash and then these apes find him and they take care of him and then leslie mann comes along on a safari and then he saves her life and she teaches him kind of like human interaction and it's just such a sweet movie and i think it's like a slapstick comedy because it's he has an elephant named Doggy and stuff, so it's just like hilarious and funny and and uplifting. And she brings him back to the U.S. and he just doesn't fit in there. So they end up coming back to the jungle, and you can guess what happens next. But definitely one of those movies I've watched probably a hundred thousand times, and to this day I still watch it at least like once a year to get that refresh wow. of it. I've, I've definitely so only good. seen it once, but like at the same time, I would say at least once a year, like in my head, it just says George, George, George of the jungle. I know even the intro is like so good. I love the intro of the movie. It's amazing. And just like Brendan Fraser, like how can you not love that guy? And Love Brendan Fraser. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. There was a funny tweet late recently about... It said, like, if Brendan Fraser hadn't been, like, run out of Hollywood in, you know, whatever year it was, the early 2000s, and then it just showed, like, a utopia world that looked incredible and futuristic and amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought he was going to be in something soon. I felt like he was making a comeback or something. I think he was, or he he's been in a couple smaller things recently. Mm-hmm. He was everywhere in the yeah. you know in the later '90s and the early 2000s. And I remember George of the Jungle. I I, I think my brother might have owned it on <laughs> VHS or something, and I, I believe I saw it probably in theaters. I think it's a great choice. I know. It, and it was so cute. I was reading just like a little bit of, you know, side notes. And Leslie Mann, she actually developed like a really big crush for Brendan Fraser during the filming of it. And I just thought, oh, it's even more fairy tale. Like, oh my so God. It's so adorable. And by the way, Brendan Fraser is going to be in something big. He is going to be in, he is the, I believe, the lead in the new. Darren Aronofsky film directed by yeah so that's I mean that's gonna be a big one get ready I'm starting to sweat a little oh I get ready for that (laughs) she's like take me on opening night take me (laughs) now that theaters are open again thank 
God. <laughs> I went to the movies a couple of weeks ago, and it was just incredible. Felt so good to be home. Fantastic. Number four. Thank you. Thank you. I'm over here just scrambling. Like, what's my what's my number four? What's my number four? Swing it. I have to just, I have to be true to myself. I have to pick the five movies that meant the most to me. And number four, Mike, John Turtletop, Let's Go Baby, Cool Runnings. Oh, oh my God. Number four, The Turtletop Hour. I love it. It is Turtletop Hour, 1993's Cool Runnings, the Jamaican bobsled team. This movie, as a kid, I think, especially if you were a boy, was legendary. I mean, there's so much to love about it, but at the very least, what I want to say about it is I was very young when I first saw this. And the reason that I got into skiing, I'm a really big skier. And part of the reason I got into skiing was because my parents would take me at a local mountain near us called Mohawk. But the other reason is because I saw Cool Runnings and I thought bobsledding was the coolest thing in the world and winter sports were therefore the coolest thing in the world. And I have since that day and since many repeat viewings, I still believe that the Winter Olympics are way cooler than the Summer Olympics. And I think they're both cool. But I'm just, I'm such a winter sports guy. I love them. And, and I, I really do owe a lot to Cool Runnings and the crazy Jamaican bobsled team. I've never seen it. So. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so I know what we're doing tonight. Hey, we watched the movie that you wanted to watch the other night. <laughs> I don't even know what she's referring to. But I think if I'm thinking of the right movie, and if that movie was Pulp Fiction, you told me that you're like, oh, I've always wanted to watch that movie. Great movie. And I was like, yeah, it's uh, only one of the greatest movies ever. <laughs> it was a great movie. Shout out, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Cool Runnings. Yeah, I'll watch it. It was a box office smash Hans Zimmer okay. did the score Justin we were like seven years old how do I'm not reading about <laughs> hey I'm just telling you like, now how are, I'm you, just telling how you, are now. you looking this up in the newspaper because I'm sure internet wasn't a thing back then so you're telling me that you got the newspaper and learned <laughs> Hey, I didn't even know who I didn't even know Hans Zimmer's name until I was at least a teenager. I'm just telling you off the Wikipedia page right now. It was like those encyclopedia CDs that he was. Oh my god, I forgot about those. (laughs) (gasps) That said, the best piece of music. Don't worry about Hans Zimmer. It's just like the chant that they do. Oh my god, of course. Can you do it? Can you do it? Fuck, I don't remember. I just remember Jamaica. We have a bobsled team. I can't remember. Yeah, I forget the exact chant too, which is sacrilegious, but. Everyone watch it that hasn't seen it. It's such a fun movie. Just such a heartwarming, family fun type movie. And John Candy's in it. Oh, I love John Candy. He's great. I also was just watching uh, Cliffhanger the other night. And like one of the villains is like the main character from Cool Runnings. And immediately that's what I was like. I was like, yo, is that the guy from Cool Runnings? And like nothing else. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Amazing. Also shout out Cliffhanger. 
<laughs> Stallone is a legend. Oh my lord! I love Stallone. Love Stallone. Love Sly. Sly. Sly Stallone. Well, speaking of John Candy, uh, my film, my number three film, is 1987's Spaceballs. Oh, Ooh, that's a great movie. I've great pick. Yes. This is you know Mel Brooks, John Candy, Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, voice of Joan Rivers. I'm sure I'm missing a few other people there, but obviously it's a you know it's a Mel Brooks thing. He's an absolute genius. Uh, and most people know I don't really like Star Wars, and I think this is probably why, honestly. I, I definitely have a thing where like once I see a parody of something, it's just like, oh, that's totally ruined for me. Like, sorry, walk the line. I can't ever watch that film again, <laughs> as we discussed in a, an episode that never aired. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is just like it's a Star Wars parody, but obviously there's there's a moment there with Alien, there's the end with Planet of the Apes, there's like a Wizard of Oz thing. So it, it talks a lot of, a lot about a diff- different films that uh, mostly sci-fi films. Um, and it's just, I thought it was hilarious then. I watched it a million times because it's like, I think it's technically rated PG because uh, this is like not too long after they created PG-13. And so like they even drop like F-bombs and stuff. So it wouldn't be PG today. But I remember like being able to watch the VHS because it was PG and like my mom didn't know any better. (laughs) So I saw it like a million times and and I watched it again this week and I still think it's hilarious. It just absolutely gets me. And what's so crazy and just absolutely makes no sense and I have no background on why this exists. But like does anybody know why Tesla like all of those cars like mirror like the like ludicrous speed mode from like Spaceballs? They have like all the... Yeah, like the space balls, like functions in them. Oh, really? I don't know if anyone's like deep dived into that. See why they do that. I have to look. I have to check. We have to yeah. deep dive into it. Is that the next yes. podcast? Maybe it is. <laughs> but every yeah, every time I hear like you know, rich like like yuppie adults talking about their Teslas and they're like, yeah, I put it in ludicrous mode. It just absolutely kills me because <laughs> the, the, it's just a silly, silly origin. So that's my pick, Spaceballs. That's a great movie. And I just like was looking quickly. You remember, um, well, Justin, you probably know this, from one of my favorite TV shows, One Tree Hill, Brooke's mom, she's in Spaceballs. Daphne is Z- Oh, Zuniga. Zuniga. I love her. I never saw um, One Tree Hill. Yeah, she's great. She is so great. Love her. And you need to watch One Tree Hill. You do. <laughs> and Alex will, will continue to make you do that. You watch Ranger Hill. We do a podcast about it. It's going to be like 10 hours long, but it'll be great. Who else is in One Tree Hill? I get all those shows Ch- confused. Chad Michael Murray, James Lafferty, Hillary Burton, um, Bethany Joy Len, Sophia Bush. Hmm, and then okay. there's a lot of like, you know, guest stars, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Moira Kelly. But yeah, there is some crossover if you've watched like Dawson's Creek. Some of those characters like pop in there and yeah, but great show. Oh, great show. Oh my God, this was nine seasons long? Yes, Holy you got shit. some work to do. Wait, and Mike, let me just say, <laughs> there's like, there's a little bit of a lull in some of the later seasons, but then the final season is fucking legendary in like, I can't say how because it ruins it a bit, but let's just say like it's slightly flips a little bit genres for the final season and it's 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 amazing i i will say for the people on the podcast in a slight aside when i first met justin and he told me i needed to watch the oc 
I immediately told him to fuck off because I was like, <laughs> I don't watch that shit. And I'm sure I said, like, I don't watch One Tree Hill and all the other shows that are just like it, Dawson's Creek and all this nonsense. Of course, having watched the OC at least a dozen times because it's maybe the second greatest show of all time, oh my uh, God. I should immediately watch One Tree Hill because I'm not above it and I was an idiot for thinking I was. So I'll say personal opinion. I don't think it, there's any season of One Tree Hill that's as good as season one of the OC. Um, but I do think they're very similar in good quality. And One Tree Hill takes slightly longer to maybe get as deep into. But once you're in deep, you're in deep. We're going to take a poll maybe on your Instagram or something yeah, about OC who's or One Tree team Hill. One Tree Hill and who is Ooh, team OC. I like because that. You, you're talking nonsense. We're doing this poll for your episode How many drop. seasons was the OC? Four. Four. Four versus nine. So why did why was one longer? I, I like nice and concise. Nice and concise. No no room to get. Uh, people wanted it to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Throwing fucking fighting words out there. Anyways, I need to say about spaceballs. Such we're reeling it back in. Such a good pick, Kramer. You know, my dear friend, David Kramer, who was on for the Blink-182 pod, fucking loves Spaceballs. And so I'd always watch it with him. What? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yes. Loves. So he introduced me to that back in the day in our childhood. Great, great film and a great number three. That should have been a number one. So I'm excited for your number one. Well, (laughs) to get there, you're going to have to tell us your number three. My number three from 1996 um, is Dustin checks in. Oh wow! Wait, isn't it wow. Dunstan? Dunstan? Dunstan, yeah. Did okay. I maybe my British accent kind of threw you off? <laughs> <laughs> Dunstan Jackson. <laughs> but <Your> that, <laughs> that movie has Jason Alexander, Eric Lloyd, who was the kid from Santa Claus. Love him. Faye Dunaway, Rupert Everett, who plays the bad guy, but. It's one of the best movies, like, and it's so underrated, I think, because, and when you know this movie, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know that movie? Like, that's it. That's what type of movie it is. And it's just the sweetest, like, you know, this naughty thief, jewel thief, Rupert Everett, comes into the hotel during a time when they have an, like, a undercover reviewer coming in so the hotel people think it's he's the reviewer not someone else but he's actually like a jewel thief that just comes to hotels and steals jewels and he brings his orangutan dunston and dunston befriends these two kids whose dad works at the hotel and it's just so sweet and he's so cute he wears like little shorts and he's like so cool and i always wanted an orangutan after seeing this movie because i just He's adorable, and yeah, it's a, the greatest movie ever. That's a great pick. Great pick, Epic and a slightly pick. deeper cut, which I Definitely love. Definitely deep. Definitely you had to live it. Like, nobody yeah. that wasn't born around our time has seen Dunstan Checks in. No. I know, and it's such a sweet movie. And I remember, like, even a random friend once, I was, like, talking about Dunstan. You know Dunstan? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, when were you born? 
Alex is like, I'm personal friends with Dunstan. Oh, it's so cute. Wish we were. Wish we all were. I know. Over to you. Okay. Number three. I want you to know in crafting this list, I have so many movies that aren't sports related, but just I can't stop. All my favorites are sports related. I just can't stop. Number Number three is D2. The Mighty Ducks, the sequel wow. to Mighty Ducks that came out in 1994. Same director as George of the Jungle, right? Yeah, Sam Weissman. Yes, it is. It is. Of course, The Mighty Ducks, if you're familiar, stars Emilio Estevez. It has, of course, Joshua Jackson as a young, as a young lad. Oh, love him. And the second one... Well, of course, both of them have Goldberg as well. But then the second one has Keenan in it, who plays Russ, who has the, the knuckle puck. But it's just, look, both Mighty Ducks and Mighty Ducks 2 are absolutely incredible. I, I rewatched them both. Both just get me. Just so, so nostalgic. It's brought tears to my eyes at certain parts. They hold up. They hold up. And here's my thing. In a few weeks, we're going to do an episode, top five sequels that are better than the original. And for me, D2, I just watched them back to back. It is confirmed. It is the better of the two. (laughs) One is fucking great. It's obviously the origin story, but it's more Gordon. It's more Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay. It's more his story and about him realizing the error of his ways and how a childhood memory haunted him and led him down a a sort of a bad path. But this second one is all focused on the kids. So not all the kids, but the bottom line, you have everything set up from the first one, which was so great, but I felt like the love story a little bit with Gordon gets in the way a little bit throughout it. The second one You've got all the all the kids that we came to know and love from the first one the most. You've got Gordon back. We even get to see him playing hockey a little bit. And you get these incredible new characters, including, of course, Keenan's character. But, you know, you have the Bash brothers, and it's, it's just awesome. And Team USA versus Team Iceland, it's great. There, you know, is sort of a, a bit of a somewhat of a romance story in there with with Gordon, but not really as prominent nearly as the first. And it's just everything just goes the right way to me. The kids are like the perfect age for everything to work really well. And it's just good old fashioned fun from start to finish. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. The Mighty Ducks movies are really great films. The third one's not even bad, but the first two are obviously the best. But shout out to D2 here. I mean, great. Great pick, right? I mean, I, I'm glad you mentioned this because we, I don't think anyone mentioned it in our speeches episode, which is a damn shame because ducks fly together. Damn shame. Ducks fly together. <laughs> and the, the flying V? The flying V? Also, does anybody understand why we were like picking on Iceland for this film? Like, they're not exactly a hockey powerhouse. And like, I, I was, don't understand I, what I was reading. I was reading a hilarious Reddit thread where everyone was like, how was Canada not involved? 
<laughs> like, yeah, like there's so many like Canada, Norway, Sweden, like Finland. All these are great like hockey countries. Iceland is like, I mean, I'm sure they're know, fine. But I'm, like, I'm sure ice, like Iceland ice, there's ice there. I think that's what they were going for incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, like that was the entire analysis that they did. Like, I feel like they were like, kids will hear ice and they'll think, oh, ice hockey. This makes sense. Even if, if, even if they don't yeah. have a great hockey team. I'm sure there's Shout some great... Iceland. Great hockey players in Iceland or who came from Iceland. Whether there are or aren't, Iceland's a great country. So yeah. we'll, give Absolutely. we'll give them that. Big shout out Iceland. <laughs> All right. Number two. Number two on this list and number two on films I've seen more than any other film ever. Also with Leslie Mann. That is Big Daddy from 1999. Oh, great. I love that. Wow. Movie. Wow. And that is like in our childhood. Yeah, we were like 10. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, love that movie. I mean, obviously, it's a super great film. It's so fun. It was massive at the box office. Um, Maybe because I love The Waterboy so much, I was like eagerly sort of awaiting this one. I don't know what it was, but like something about this film just connected with me as a kid, and I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, you know, Buscemi in such a small role is absolutely hilarious. There's just like obviously Sandler's great, but Rob Schneider and his small role is great. Um, the whole like kind of Leslie Mann like playoff that they have about working at Hooters, I think is hilarious. <laughs> and then we we briefly touched on this, I think on our first episode with Rory, but like there's parts of this movie that get like oddly emotional where he's like in the core and he has the moment with his dad or when they take the kid away. Um, and he's like, I wipe my own ass. It's it's just, I wipe my own ass. Yes. What a fucking film. I love this film so, so, so much. And I just watched it endlessly when I was sort of, I guess, like 10. Could not get enough of it. Great film. Uh, so good. And Scuba Steve. Scuba oh, Steve. Scuba Steve. <laughs> and then when he dresses up as Scuba Sam, yeah. and he's like telling him to brush his teeth or whatever. I forget. But incredible. It's so good. Ah. Uh. Love that movie. That's a winner. Alex. Uh, number two. We're getting so close to number one. So my number two uh, from 1995 is Man of the House. I knew you were going to have this. I had uh, a feeling. It was hard not to put it as number one. It was, you know, right up there for that spot. I watch this movie so much and I still watch it to this day. What number one? JTT. Like, oh. Uh, Heart throb, and during my Christmas my Christmas movies, I did talk about JTT a little bit. Um, sure. He has my heart and soul. But Man of the House is the best movie ever. JTT, Farrah Fawcett, who was you know so gorgeous, Chevy Chase, George Went, love the love 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 this movie. It, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. If you've seen it, you know you love it because it is one of the greatest movies ever. And it's just like it, you felt like so hip watching it when you were a kid because like JTT, he's like on his skateboard and he's so cool. And then he joins that the like crew and it's like really cute and awesome. And it's like something he wouldn't join, but then he does join and he wants to get closer to his this guy that's going to be his mom's um, new husband, but he doesn't like like him. But then he starts to like him and you know gets kind of used to him being around but of course like as the kid and the only guy in the house he felt like he was the man of the house until this new guy came in so it's just super sweet and 
the best movie. And again, great soundtrack. Gonna Make You Sweat by CNC Music Factory. And then Return to Innocence by Enigma. Great oh song. God. Oh my God. Oh my um, God. And then just some fun like little tidbits. So actually I listened to a podcast where Tim Allen was on and he was saying he was supposed to get the role of man of the house, but he didn't because he was doing Santa Claus at the same time. And because his son in home improvement is JTT and he didn't want the two worlds to collide and people to be confused. But I thought Chevy Chase was the perfect person for this, like this role because he's just, he's weird and he's quirky and he made it work. And then another crazy thing. So George Wentz's son in Man of the House, his name is Norman, Norm. And George Wentz in Cheers plays Norm. And that's where my Norm got his name, Norm. Our dog. So it just like came full circle for me on that moment. I was like, wow, so many Norms all, you know. It all comes back to man of the house. Which is norm. (laughs) Peak peak JTT, dare I say. Oh my gosh. What, like, yeah, such a babe. He had, like, kind of like mid, like, longish hair, but not, like, super long. And he was just so cool. And he had that, like, still has it, that smirk. And, ah, first ever crush. (laughs) (laughs) I've. I never saw this film, and honestly, I don't even know if I knew this film existed. <laughs> You've never seen this film? No, no. Oh, my. Of course, when we get off, you go to bed, but tomorrow, you have to watch it. And, like, that is not – I'm not asking as, like, a favor. I'm telling you, you are watching this Man of the movie. House. All right, I'm writing it down now. <laughs> it's so good. It's definitely, it's definitely one of those mid-'90s classics. <laughs> It's Done. like the I fact that you that. haven't watched it though is crazy to me. I I just added it to my watch list. What can I say? I know. Mike's, <laughs> Mike's an interesting fellow. Crazy. We know this. What's crazy also is when you said it, I was like, that must be some movie that stars Tim Allen, which is hilarious for you to like relay that story. I always, I always, for whatever reason, get Man of the House and Jungle to Jungle mixed up, which that one is Tim Allen. Wow. I don't no, know. You don't get. No, not Man of the House. You get Jungle to Jungle and... Oh, wait, no. I could see how the sons you can get a little bit confused because they both That's what it is a little bit. And they came out similar. I think Jungle to Jungle was a year or two later. But Jungle to Jungle is one of my honorable mentions, by the way. Um, It's a great movie. I had that that on VHS. What's Jungle to Jungle? It's Tim Allen and he like goes... He has a son that he didn't know about so he goes to like that's like lives in some tribal like island this is getting getting canceled this movie i'm looking at it yeah this is bad yeah it was a lot of fun when we were kids but martin short and lily sobieski huh okay jungle to jungle jungle to jungle baby but man of the house great number two out and my number two is a movie that, just like you said, Man in the House was hard not to put as your number one. This was hard for me not to put as my number one. One of just my favorite movies ever. Arguably one of Ben Stiller's more underappreciated roles. This is 1995's Heavyweights. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Tony Perkis, <laughs> my favorite Ben Stiller character. 
I literally have a tank top that says Perkis Power. And this movie, I mean, as a as a as a boy growing up, there was nothing more fun than this movie. I mean, it was a bunch of a bunch of boys at sleepaway camp. It happens to be fat camp in this movie. It's like Tony Perkis is Ben Stiller. He's this crazy camp counselor that apparently is going to like make these boys lose weight and get in shape. And he's a nut job. It's supposed to be a fun place. He comes in and takes over. But before, it's like the most fun place ever. They play all these games. They have this epic, the blob that they jump onto into the lake. And some great counselors. The characters are great. You've got, again, some actually some crossover from D2. You've got Goldberg in there again. You've got uh, Keenan in this as well. It is actually a Judd Apatow film, by the way. One of his one of his first. But of course, Ben Stiller's in it. Jeffrey Tambor's in it. Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad, is in it. I'm trying. What even is Goldberg's name in real life? Sean Weiss. Sean Weiss. But it's just such a fun film. It's it's summer camp. Some hilarious characters. There's one of Stiller's like henchmen. We'll say Lars is outrageous, and you know there's the scenes where they meet up with the girl camp and it's just a super fun movie through and through that has a lot of heart and is very sweet as well. And it's, I think goes a little bit under the radar when people, I think when any, at least any guy at the very least, but, but I think girls too, if I ever drop heavyweights, like all the guys, like if I'm with all the guys, Oh my God, I forgot about heavyweights. So fucking good. But it gets like a little bit slept on and like Stiller for whatever reason that I still do not under I still don't know. He's uncredited, even though he's like in the entire movie and is like one of the main characters. So I don't know if like he didn't want his name attached, which is sort of weird because like his dad is in it, too. And has a prominent role. I don't know. It's really it's really interesting. I don't know what the deal was behind the scenes with the movie, but the movie itself is awesome. It's a good one. I think I watched it with you like recently or something for the first time. And it was really good. Mike, have you seen it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was, I was considering it for my list actually, but I, I can't even remember why, to be honest. I I was like looking up something else and then I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Heavyweights. I love that. It was in, in consideration. Oh, cause the director, Stephen Brill is like connected to uh, like Sandler. Okay. Okay. There you go. I actually didn't even, wow. I didn't even realize. Oh yeah. Sandler. Not, not, not Stiller. I'm getting all flubbed up right now. I was like, Big Daddy Sandler. <laughs> flubbed Jesus. up, and that goes with my movie Flubber, which is an honorable mention. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> Flubber. Amazing. Well, guys, we've made it to number one. Wow. Woohoo. Okay, number one is not something obscure. Sorry to disappoint you. It's something that you'll totally know. It is 1998's Rush Hour. Wow, that's like an adult movie. What Mike considers childhood. (laughs) This is the film I've seen more than any other film ever. I've seen it well over 100 times. Oh my God. I would watch it like several times per week, like between, let's say, 98 and 2000. I just, everything about this movie absolutely cracks me up. I think every line is like a genius quote, and I've been quoting them for the last like two decades. I just, I think about this film all the time. 
I absolutely loved it. I don't know some just something about the chemistry of Jackie Chan. Um, you know him coming over. This is like his first big American movie, and then just absolute peak Chris Tucker. Uh, this this movie just connected with me so much, and I still think it's it's incredible. And then the second one came out like say on the back end of like what we would consider this list, and that was just that just completely blew me away. It was just no possible way that it could live up to the greatness that is Rush Hour. And it did. And it was just one of my favorite franchises well into, say, my teenage years. Um, and, and honestly, just the outtakes alone was, is enough for me to go back and watch this movie. I just think that they're they're totally hilarious. And I I would say that I like it way more than I probably should. But this is one of those movies that is pretty significantly higher in the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes than the critic score, which is how I know it's a classic. I will say my my dad loved Rush Hour, <laughs> as did me, as did me and my brother. And I almost forgot about that phase of like when the Rush Hour movies came out. They were massive and they were yeah. amazing. I'm with you. I was a huge fan. What's the the scene where they sing like war? War, yeah. Oh my god! I just it's implanted in my mind. It's such also, a great. Lalo Schifrin did the music to this film. So shout out Blue Scholars. Shout That's out Blue film. Scholars. And before I pass it to you guys, I have to share arguably my favorite fun fact that we've ever shared on the podcast, which I had no idea about until this week. And that is that the creator of Rotten Tomatoes got the idea when he was having trouble like finding reviews for all like the Hong Kong Jackie Chan films, which are great, by the way. And then basically when Rush Hour was coming out, it was going to be a massive event in the US. And so he like rushed in two weeks to complete all the coding for the site so that he could like launch it uh, in preparation for Rush Hour. No, it was launched Verif- for Rush Hour. Yes, verified fact on RottenTomatoes.com. Jackie Chan and Rush Hour are the inspiration behind the site. That is absolutely bonkers, and that lived up to the hype. I'm I'm glad it did. As did Rush Hour, one of the greatest films ever. Oh okay, it isn't, but I've seen this so 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 many times. It's a good movie. No, yeah, I love that movie. It's just for like childhood. It's very actiony, and like you know, I felt like I was an adult when I watched it. But yeah, I felt yeah. like I was like it was. It was now that I'm thinking about it. But like, yeah, I sort of consider it just in that next phase of like. But you were like a young adult. You were. We like were. A young... We were. We were pretty young. Well, we were like nine. So you we were, were like young. sneaking these movies, weren't you? No, no, we were allowed to see these. <laughs> well, my very first honorable mention is going to deal with some of this topic. Oh, okay. It's a bit of a tease. Wow. Okay. Over to me for number one. This is what everyone's been waiting for, my personal story. So my number one from 1996, it's based on a book. We all know it. It's Matilda. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. It's such a great movie. Just, you know, Mara Wilson, Rhea Perlman, Danny DeVito. Matilda, she's like, this girl that does not fit in with her family and she has these cool telekinetic powers that she uses and she learns to use them to do good um, and, you know, has 
many relationships. Obviously, her parents, not good. Her relationship with her teacher, Miss Honey, she ends up, um, you know, kind of taking Matilda in. And then, obviously, Trunchbull is the mean principal that she, you know, uses her powers to um, kind of get her out of town because she's related to Miss Honey and she's done bad things. All these, you know, crazy things. But it's a great, great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. Um, but I just love this movie. And this is more of a, a personal movie to me. Uh, I watched it a lot as a kid. And there's one part in the movie where Matilda, she sneaks into her parents' room and she pours this, like, I don't know what it is, bleach or something in her dad's hair stuff. And then her dad puts it on and he ends up, his hair turns, like, crazy blonde or something. So as a kid, (laughs) I watched this movie and clearly took some practice from it, you know, wanted to see if it worked, I guess. And I went into my mom's bathroom and I poured an item into an item, which I knew, you know, I was little. I I think I was like five or six and I poured, or wait, when did this movie, 96. So I was six or seven. I poured an item into the other item, you know, just because who knows. So then my mom, she goes to uh, use her eye makeup remover and luckily smelled that I'd put nail polish remover in her eye makeup remover. Wow. Um, That would have been a bad situation, but my mom laughs about it. I laugh about it now. It was very, you know, just it goes to show how movies do have a big effect on children and, and, you know, what we see, we do. That is wild. Yeah. So that just has like a personal story to it. And it's just funny and, you know, ridiculous. But it's an awesome movie. And just like reading a little more about, you know, kind of like the reels, little funny things about it and sad things, whatever. I one. Shout out to Rusted Root and Thurston Harris. Great music. Rusted Root, send me on my way. You know, when she's like making the pancakes, that's the best scene ever. Um, And Little Bitty Pretty One by Thurston Harris. Great song too. But um, during the filming, actually, Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito like took in Mara Wilson and kind of like let her, her stay at their house and stuff like that and took care of her because her dad like worked a lot and her mom actually had cancer and she actually passed away during the filming of Matilda but she wanted to make sure she completed that role and did it to the best of her ability just to like honor her mom and I thought that was just sweet especially at such such a young age and she was a big like child actress so it's just very you know she she killed it in that in that movie and every other movie she did and yeah, so I just thought that was really, you know, amazing for such a young girl performing in that and dealing with such a hard thing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, Matilda. Wow, Matilda. Best movie. I mean, <laughs> wow. Shout out Miss Honey, who's a goddamn legend. And oh, yeah, love Miss Honey. Whoever the kid is that eats the entire cake is also a goddamn oh, legend. Oh, my gosh, yes. The big chocolate cake. And it, yeah. it's so funny because it was so, like – Trunchable made it seem like there was gross stuff in it, but it looked so delicious at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want that cake. 
cake. <laughs> yeah, but are we having cake tonight? I think we need some I cake. I know, some chocolate cake. <laughs> but, I mean, you heard it here first, Matilda, a bad influence on kids. I, mean, I know, I know. Very bad. And she was doing it for bad. Maybe I was, like, mad at my mom or something. But, yeah, definitely don't. I don't recommend putting acetone in eye makeup remover. Not smart. Yeah, that sounds like a dangerous idea. Dangerous. Wow. Well, it lived up to the hype. It did. The story. Well, my number one. There for me was no movie. Besides maybe The Lion King, which is like my favorite movie ever, and I still watch it all the time. So I didn't throw that in for childhood, but this might be the other movie I watched the most growing up. And I love it so, so much. I still get that that joy when I occasionally watch it these days. And that is 1993's The Sandlot. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Great fucking pick. It's, I mean, in my household, The, the Sandlot was king. Holy shit. My brother and I both love it. I'll never forget, actually, a handful of years out here in Los Angeles when Cinespia, the, the movies in the in the summer outdoors at Hollywood Forever, they did The Sandlot. And I, my brother always says it. I don't think any Cinespia will ever beat that one. Just watching The Sandlot outdoors in the summer, nothing sounds... It's just unbelievable. If you don't know what it's about, it's a baseball movie. It's about a bunch of kids over a summer and... Scott Smalls, he moves to uh, the L.A. suburbs when he's when he's in fifth grade. He's having some trouble making friends. His dad's Dennis Leary or like I think it's like a stepdad. He's not very nice to him, but um, pretty much all the kids play play ball. And he ends up starting to play with them. They have a lot of fun. You know, they start having fun. You sort of see their hijinks over the summer. Of course, the infamous Wendy Peppercorn, who, what is it, squints? Squints uh, fakes drowning in order to get some mouth-to-mouth resuscitation from her. And then there's the 4th of July. There's fireworks. Everything screams summer about this. It's, it's just amazing. And, of course, it not only has the beast, the massive, massive dog that was just in my childhood at least felt like famous but James Earl Jones is in this and he is he ends up being you know the the guy who owns the beast and just completes the trifecta for me of childhood movies of the Lion King Star Wars and Sandlot which all have James Earl Jones just just unbelievable the man is the absolute fucking goat and yeah, there's just so many things in this that are amazing. Patrick Renna is incredible. He plays uh, Ham. He's, you know, he does the, you bob, he, what, you bob for apples in your, what, in your toilet. You play ball like a girl. Just so many good lines. You're killing me, Smalls. I mean. One of the greatest lines of all time. You're killing me, Smalls is one of the most quotable. One of the most quotable lines of all time. Everyone knows it. Like, also the fact that this deals a little bit with the Yankees. I love because I'm a big Yankees fan. It's everything I could have ever asked for out of a childhood film. And it gives me all the feels to this day. 
God, when when Benny the Jet steals home, the Benny the fucking Jet absolutely gets you single handedly keeping PF Flyers alive. By the way, yep. Shout yep. out Sandlot for doing yes. that. Yes. Oh, Benny the Jet! Holy shit! That's it. That's number one. If you haven't seen Sandlot, you got to see it. So I think we got to recap our lists real quick for everyone because everyone needs to have a chance to see whichever one of these they haven't seen. So, Mike, lead us off. Five to one. All right. Five to one. I am Jason and the Argonauts, Three Ninjas, Spaceballs, Big Daddy, Rush Hour. Great list. I have Airbud and Beethoven, um, George of the Jungle, Dunstan Checks In, Man of the House, and Matilda. And I have Space Jam, Cool Runnings, D2, The Mighty Ducks, Heavyweights, and The Sandlot. So my list really could just be top five childhood sports movies. (laughs) Still a great list. Still a great list. Uh, Oh, man. With this all said, I know Alex and I have a million honorable mentions. A million. Yeah. Um, Mike, you want to lead off with a couple so that Alex and I can just go fucking back and forth for a few minutes? Yeah. Okay. I will give you first. I, it should it, honestly, it probably should be on my list, but I I just think it's an okay film like today. Uh huh. The single most important film I've ever seen in my life. Whoa. Quick, quick story. I won't take up too much time, but I've always had um say unusual sleeping patterns as evidenced by the fact that it's 1.38 a.m. local while we record this. And one day when I was like maybe nine, so we're talking rush hour time, I couldn't sleep. I came downstairs at maybe like 1 a.m., turned on the TV. You know, it's dark, just me like trying to be quiet, not to wake anybody up. Flipping through the channels and I watched from start to finish Child's Play. Oh my gosh. You and it scared the fucking life out of me. And I've never been the same since. And from from that moment on, I've been absolutely obsessed with horror films. And I basically like like you're saying, like most of my movies are like adult films. I I don't know how to say that like that was the very, very moment where like I stopped watching sort of like what I would consider kids' movies, but like that was definitely the end of my childhood. There was no going back after that total life changer a film that i still just think is okay but for some reason when i was just being young by myself like that late literally scared the fucking crap out of me yeah. the most scared you're a I've ever been. man you're a madman. i'll never be that scared again it's oh impossible so that's it that's my first honorable mention let's pass it around yeah and i'm actually gonna take this from you because you let into the first honorable i have very well wasn't quite a rated R scary movie, but it was a it was a scary movie nonetheless. The nineteen ninety film The Witches. It's the the Roll Doll. It's based off a Roll Doll novel. It's with Angelica Houston. It's Rowan Atkinson's actually in it, Mr. Bean. But um the long and the short of it is it's about these evil witches and <laughs> this this kid gets he's like spying on a witch's meeting and there's like this potion that turns all the world's children into mice and while it sounds sort of ridiculous i'm like okay yeah sure buddy this is scary i'm telling you 
the transformation that these witches have from like the humans, their human selves into the witches is absolutely terrifying. Can confirm. This is a scary movie. Yes. And it's just outrageous, obviously, on so many levels. Like the kid is like this mouse that's like, I think can talk and everything. I haven't seen it in a while, but I had nightmares about this as a little kid terrified me and i always bring it up randomly because i feel like it's super forgotten about but yeah i gotta shout out the witches gotta hand it over to alex now so uh, how do i do this though because i have like a lot should i just like so yeah that's like the only one i was really gonna go deep into i think you can just rattle a bunch off right now okay so let's like start hmm Okay, some good, you know, animal movies because, you know, me, I love the animals. Oh, yeah. So, Free Willy, 1993. That's on One of the best movies, Um, especially at the end, you know, when that Michael Jackson song comes on. Of course. Free Willy jumps the stones. It's like, ah, that moment. Just, it makes you tear up, right? You're just like... Uh, I'm so happy and you know it makes you just love the whales and all of that um Flipper from 1996 nice great movie and that's actually a movie from another an old movie I believe from the 60s but they remade it but I love the remake it's just awesome um that darn cat I don't know if I know this one yeah Christina Ricci she like there's this cat and it kind of like investigates like some crime and stuff and she gets involved but that's a fun one and then slappy and the stinkers i don't know Silence. if i know that one either. What it's about that? a sea lion <laughs> it's about these like <laughs> five kids in second grade and they're like just naughty and the principal nicknames them the stinkers but they go to the aquarium and see this sea lion called slappy and they end up thinking he looks sad so they like take get him out of the aquarium and then it's just like a little adventure with the sea lion. But it's really, really cute and funny. And B.D. Wong is in it and Jennifer Coolidge. Um, now that I see this like box cover, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's such a good movie. And I, I totally forgot about it until I started like doing stuff for the podcast and like researching. I was like, oh, my gosh, this movie. I love this movie. It's so good. Amazing. So those, those are my animal-friendly ones. I, I've got a couple to add on to your animal-friendly ones. Okay. So deep cut here, The Amazing Panda Adventure. Yes. What is that? It's literally this boy who befriends his panda and then has to save him from poachers in China. Oh, wow. The it's awesome. Panda Adventure. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I also will shout Balto. 1995 animated movie. Love it. I love it. Never seen it. We might have to watch it. And then, of course, the, the last but not least, again, like I said, it's an all ages movie. It's the greatest film of all time. But we'd have to mention The Lion King because we did all first watch it as children. Gotta shout it out. Yeah. Lion King forever. Forever. Okay, but you keep on the roll. You keep on the roll. Okay, so now it's just like a mosh posh. So I have a mosh posh of lists, and then I have a list that's specific to 
these two girls that were twins that are twins <laughs> um and then i have some pg-13s but i guess i'll you know shout out first to mary Kay Nashley. if you know you know <laughs> um some of the best movies of my childhood to grandmother's house we go holiday in the sun passport to paris switching goals how the west was fun double double toil and trouble it takes two and billboard dad wow for all the mary kate nashley fans out there you know i these are only the ones that happened like in the 90s there's so many more that continued on through our teens um, but these are some of the highlights and, you know, Mary Kate and Ashley were the thing in the nineties and yeah, just the best movies. I had movies. no idea there was so many. There's more than that. There's when in Rome, there's, that is oh, oh my gosh, our lips are sealed. That takes place in Australia. Just like so many, uh, so many good movies and they're just freaking awesome. But then they had like their pajama like sleepover parties and then they had these other – I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, when they were investigators like so freaking much. It was the greatest. So I don't know if Mike and I have seen any of these, but we know of their existence. Yeah, that's yeah, about it. We're going to have to do a marathon of I'm all the movies from beginning to end because Everyone save me. <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh, God. I literally had no idea there were so many films. I thought there was like two. Yeah, There's I thought there was like so, three. So <laughs> you guys lie. You secretly have watched them over and over again when you're younger and to this day too. I haven't watched them in a long time. So this is like important to me that literally I don't think I watched them probably since I was maybe 13. Um, I also used to have a video game on Nintendo GameCube. That was Mary Kay Nashley. Jesus. Um, wow. <laughs> but I do have to rewatch them all because I, you know, have to um but so that's my you know shout out mary Kay nashley so then i have my mixed movies which is my girl amazing movie oh, great movie yeah. okay. um drop dead fred has anyone seen that yeah i yes i forget it a little bit but i he's know like a weird crazy guy and all i remember yeah. is that he puts poop all over the the like floor and he like smushes it into the ground. <laughs> but that's one of my faves, Hook. Ah, oh, yeah. great movie. Such a great movie. Um, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Yes. Um, Dennis the Menace. Yup. A Little Princess. Trading Mom. If you haven't seen Trading Mom, check it out. It's when they didn't want their mom as their mom, so they get to go to the mommy market and they get to choose different moms and then they obviously realize that their mom is the best, but <laughs> great movie. <laughs> um, Baby's Day Out. Blank Check. Um, blank Check. Hello. Blank, blank Check is on my honorables. One of my first honorables. Oh my gosh. When he like takes his like water slide out of his house into the pool. like I, I mean, every kid's dream. Every kid's dream. Exactly. Um, Richie Rich. That's also one of my first honorable. Both, both of these movies are incredible. No, I'm just I'm shouting them out for everyone. Yeah, um, absolutely. Karina Karina with Whoopi Goldberg and Ray Liotta. Have you ever seen that movie? No, no. It's such, it's such a good movie. You have to watch it if you haven't watched it. 
um, James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah. Loved that as a kid. Love it. A Simple Wish with Mara Wilson and Martin Short. Amazing movie. The Borrowers with Jun- John Goodman. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I'm n- Don't worry, guys. I'm nearly done. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. I know Honey, We Shrunk the Kids. Honey, there's multiple. We Shrunk Ourselves was actually my favorite. I thought it was the cutest and the funniest and just like the things that are giant and the kids are having a party and the parents are like in the the like chip the dip for the chips and stuff i just thought i like loved that movie um spice world the movie shout out spice girls coming (laughs) to america i'm waiting for you we need Um, you we need you spice girls flubber which i mentioned the parent trap I actually saw the old parent trap that was done in 1961 first. That's what my mom showed me. And I love both, but I really do love the old one. It's really like cute and like so vintage and I don't know. But the new one was great too. Madeline, did anyone see this with Frances McDormand? McDormand? No. However you say her I last name. I don't know if I have. I didn't realize there was a movie. I thought that was like a cartoon it's, show. The right? movie's so good and she plays the nun and it's just so, so good. Um, Casper meets Wendy. That one was with Hilary Duff. Shout out Hilary Duff. Love her. Oh my God. Um, and then Life Size with uh, Tyra Banks. That was one of my other faves. Okay. So so that's my, you know, big list. And then my PG-13s, Milk Money. um, If you haven't seen that, great with Melanie Griffith. I'm an Ed Harris, I believe. Um, It's a little bit raunchy. It's a little bit about like sex and stuff. But I saw it at a young age and I just love the movie. And then the Look Who's Talking trio look who's talking look who's talking to and look who's talking now and then mm-hmm. last but not least the adams family ah. and adams family values both good films both and they're pg-13 which i didn't realize that's crazy maybe like the fact that he like throws swords at his kids and stuff yeah. like that wasn't didn't seem to be too pg wow what a massive honorables list i should have told everyone to get out their notepads because these are some great movies that they have to seriously holy crap amazing well i've got a shit ton too so let's strap in again (laughs) you already said some great ones that are that are also on mine that i won't repeat but some some different ones mrs doubtfire Cross mm. Williams. Oh, loved watching that one as a kid. Um, Jumanji, the original. Oh, another, yeah. just Robin Williams right now. I just know, on killing roll. it. Bringing it back to our boy Macaulay Culkin. Do you guys remember The Page Master? Yes, yes, yes. It's like, oh my God, we have to watch it. It's he, it's like this crazy storm and he goes to the library and what's his name Christopher Lloyd is like I think the librarian maybe and I know he's in it but pretty much he gets transported into like an animated world and it's it's so good the paper brigade do you guys remember this one this was like an under the radar gem it was about this kid who has this paper route and so he bikes around does whatever and 
there ends up somehow it ends up in like a paintball fight and the guy that plays Freddy in all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is like Robert England. It's like he's like this grouchy guy and it's 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 amazing. You have to it's like a classic kids movie. Guys, Good Burger. Oh my god. Welcome gosh. to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> yeah. Great one. Another movie that scared the shit out of me as a kid, Ernest Scared Stupid. Do you guys remember the Ernest movies? Yeah, no. I think it's maybe like one of them. Oh my god. Well, Al, they're they're pretty terrible, but like as a kid, this Ernest Scared Stupid movie might have scared me more than The Witches, honestly. I was like deathly terrified of like some stuff and it came out in 91. So I was only 2 and I think I saw it like a few years later. And it was it was scary. Couple, few more. I'll shout out a kid in King Arthur's court. Yep, yep, yep. A goofy movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> yup. The Indian in the cupboard. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I remember that movie. Yup. Wow. Um, Disney Channel's Brink. Oh yeah. So we could do a whole episode on Disney Channel. There's we so really movies. could. And a deep cut that is one of my first honorable mentions, but I'm just saving it because I want I want to build it up. Bushwhacked, 1995's Bushwhacked. Do you guys know this film? No. So it is Daniel Stern. So Marv in the Home Alone franchise, which of course the Home Alones are a shout out as well. But again, we watch those to this day. It was right after the Home Alone films. They wanted to do a spinoff film with Marv. And instead, it turned into this movie, which it's about pretty much this boy. I think it's like I have not seen it in a while, but it's about these bo- like a Boy Scout crew. And essentially, this guy played by Daniel Stern, I think like he un unjustly is accused of being a criminal and he ends up he ends up becoming a scoutmaster for these boy scouts and it's like all the hijinks like in between and then of course at the same time like the FBI or something is like searching for him and it's this really just like great little funny like movie it's like i think it might have been PG13 originally but there's like a PG version it's really fucking fun. And if you like the like the Home Alone movies or like something like a heavyweights, you'll love this. It's right up the same alley. And Daniel Stern play, you know, he plays a similar type of character to Mark. So it's so under the radar. Nobody ever knows what this movie is, but it is awesome. Gotta watch Bushwhacked. And I guess a couple other Pocahontas. I'm a big Pocahontas fan. OG Mighty Ducks, of course. Labyrinth, Land Before Time, Never Ending Story, Jurassic Park, even though, of course, Jurassic Park's fucking timeless. But um, one last one this is my last one. Another movie that I feel like no one will know, but it's with Dennis Quaid and Kathleen Turner. 1993's Undercover Blues. Mm. Never even heard of it. I... No, maybe I'm thinking of Blues Brothers. I don't know. So this movie movie. was always at my local library in Woodbridge growing up. And I would get it so much 
And I feel like no, it took me actually, this is like a weird thing. It took me years to find out the title of this movie. I would always be like, mom, what was that movie when I was younger? And I finally, I kept like typing in sort of what it was about. And I finally came across it. It took a while though. And essentially Kathleen Turner and Dennis Quaid are both spies and they're a couple. And they're like on maternity leave in New Orleans Anyways, they have a kid. They all wear sunglasses, including including the kid. It's this whole thing. And it's sort of just this little quirky PG-13 like spy comedy family film. And it's really fun. Highly recommend it. Undercover Blues. That's that's it for me. Though. I'll throw out a few. And honestly, you guys have made me think of a few just sitting here. Amazing. Uh, but here's what I have. I've got Fox and the Hound. That was my oh, favorite animated uh, film growing up. Yeah. The Big Green. Do you guys yes. remember that? Oh my gosh, yes. I rewatched I it. That. It wasn't very good, but it has like a real like immigration storyline, which is kind of interesting. Um, Problem Child. Ooh, I don't that remember that. sounds familiar. I need to see if I know. That's where the kid, he wears like the devil costume and he like makes, any, you'll probably know when you see it. Uh, babe. Oh, I'm talking babe. about animal films. That was a great I mean, movie. Uh, Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And Angels in the Outfield. Oh yeah, some of my favorite baseball films. That's also, Fievel Goes West. You guys oh, remember yeah, that five. one? Incredible Fievel. Also, Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Did not I don't know that. why that comes to mind. Um, someone, Alex, leave us off with something great. You got one more for us? Oh, do you remember that movie? Was it called Toy Soldiers? Oh, Small Soldiers. Oh, small soldiers. Yes. yes. Uh, Dante. Yeah. What a call. That is that is a fantastic one. Yeah, what's her, uh, Kirsten Dunst is in that. Is she? Yes, she is. Oh, yes, she is. And Tommy wait. Lee Jones is the voice. Uh, that just talking about Kirsten Dunst just brought me to another movie, Tower of Terror. Is that like the one about it's, the ride? Yeah, the ride. Yeah, but it's I not. I don't know like, if I've ever seen it. It's so good. It's with Steve Gutenberg. Got added to the list. Exactly. I'm like, wow, we have just, this is an insane amount of honorables. If you guys don't have some good stuff to watch right now, I don't know what to tell you. This, this episode was awesome. I was like really excited to dive into all these so much nostalgia that these all brought up. I know. I feel like I wish I had watched like all of them. Me too. Cause then I could really go into like, wow, that movie was just terrible or that one was just, you know, probably yeah, like in hindsight. Yeah. Honestly, it's been great going through all your picks and then just like quickly looking them up on my phone and seeing that they're all like 1.5 out of 5 stars. (laughs) 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 I know. I feel like now the next time we have to all come back and be like, okay, we watched like those 60 movies and 56 of them were bad. Yeah. I know. Oh, and you know, three men and a little and a baby, three men and a little lady. I think I recommend I recommended that in romantic comedies, maybe. You might but, have. Um, those were good ones too. Oh, there's just so many. It's like I know. We could we could go on forever. We really but could. But like all of those movies, yeah, they're rated one point whatever stars, but like when you were a kid, they were just the greatest. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And like today can- when I look at movies like I, n- none of them have the same char- like okay there are good movies but like none of them have the same charm for what like we watched like even when you think of like nickelodeon cartoon network like all those tv channels like all the shows that were on there 
there was nothing there's nothing today like that no there's not and we were lucky i have to say because truly if you look at I mean, all of the 90s, but specifically like 1993 to 1996, the amount of films that we talked about that are made in those years is absolutely insane. It was yeah. like the golden years of kids movies. Mm. Not not to get sort of like academic, but I think all that has to do with like the rise of the VCR, right? All these movies were made for like no money. Yep. And no matter how they did at theaters, everybody was renting movies like crazy. And so why the fuck not? And then you got all these titles. That's very true. That but like, is true. But when you think about it, like even the Rugrats, like mm-hmm. there's nothing like that show or even the Rugrats movie. So great. The Flintstone, like there's so many things. Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah. Just none of I feel like so many of the shows now are to do with like being on your cell phone. (laughs) No, there's, it's undeniable that it's not just that we're old. The shows today aren't special like that. Like, no, no, it definitely is the world. That's definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. We're old. Uh, Well, I have to leave us with probably one of the most famous honorable mentions possible Fantasia. Oh, as a kid, it was yes. just it was it was still sort of scary, it but it was, was like scary. Yeah, the image of just Mickey and just it's impossible not to think of. I have seared images in my brain of watching it as a kid and being like, this is sort of frightening, but I'm also intrigued. And it's like such a big piece of Disney. Yeah, had to be said. Anyways, this this has been insane. I, I I know over in this household, we're definitely going to be watching some of these over the next couple of weeks. Oh, 100%. I'm pulling out the Mary-Kate and Ashley's as we speak. Everyone, please save me. Anything but the Mary-Kate and Ashley's. Honestly, just look up the filmography of Mary-Kate and Ashley. It's stunning. There's like 40 <laughs> films. I, I was literally blown away. That's the biggest surprise of the episode. And people thought Elizabeth Olsen took the lead at this point. Go back and look at that filmography, people. God damn. Well, I feel yeah. like New York Minute was like their last movie they did. Alex that is was on in top 2004. Of then I don't know what happened. Oh my gosh, and Eugene Levy's in that that movie. No way. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll watch that one. We'll watch. <laughs> Anything for those eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we could we could do this forever. So we're just going to go. We're going to start watching these films. I hope this brought a little bit of nostalgia back to everyone. Alex, always one of our favorite guests to have. I'm biased, but it's true. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And for everyone else, if you want to hit us up with your favorites, you know where to find us. Instagram, Top Fives and Deep Dives. Twitter, Top Dives. Email, Top fives and deep dives at gmail.com. And if you feel so kind, it really helps if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five star review. If you want to write a few sentences, takes a minute, really helps us out getting noticed out there. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Mike, Alex, I'll see everyone next week. Peace. Top fives and deep dives. Top fives and deep
nonsense.